Welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire, powered by ShirtAgency.com. Get ready to take a trip inside the apparel industry for the best tips, tricks, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Cole Lundstrom. All right, hello. We are here with Brett from Printed Threads and Joni from ShirtAgency.com. Uh, what are we going to talk about? What's going on? Brett, why are you in town? Just really wanted to spend the night in Los Angeles and feel the cool breeze in my hair. Yeah, the uh, the hotel you ended up at is pretty decent. Yeah, it was not not too shabby. <laughs> so Brett's here basically to help us out a little with Shirt Agency and kind of give us some fresh eyes. So in this episode, I think we'll pretty much just kind of go over like some of the highlights of what we've been like learning from you. Um, Joni, what's one of the things that you were like kind of surprised we weren't doing? I like the idea of having compartmentalized management. We've gotten to a point where it's larger than just um, the two of us. So it makes sense to have multiple managers that report to us that handle different sections of the company yeah so like what do you do Brett at your shop to kind of make that work like how do you separate your your departments yeah so I think um, as as a company grows it's super important to like have a foundation to grow upon and uh, sometimes your company might grow faster than you realize and if you haven't really established uh, different uh, different departments and who's in charge of those departments then it just becomes a mess and no one knows who to talk to. It's like uh, it's like watching office space and everybody has three bosses or whatever. You need to really define like who is in charge of what and what their responsibilities are and give them those clear expectations. So um, we have four department, four uh, main departments, right? So so that uh, you know Ryan, our VP, only has four direct reports, and then. Under them are more people that will report to Ryan's direct reports. So those departments are, um, uh, we have an art room manager, we have a sales and marketing manager, we have a business manager, and we have a production manager. Yeah, and the thing that I thought was really interesting is like, your team was what, 20-something people? 25. So some of these managers have teams of like three or four. Right. Which is like... you would think that that's a small team, but what you were telling me was that it creates like a more deep connection to your manager. Instead of having you as the boss be in charge of everyone and threatening everyone, they have somebody that they're working side by side with every day, and it's not getting, you're not getting too removed from each other as people. Yeah, so, you know, communication is what everybody always complains about in small business. Um, Communication has always been this this problem that it's really really hard to figure out, and you know we still have communication problems certainly. But if you can create channels for communication, um, that that's super important. So when I need something done, um, you know I don't want to go talk to four people about getting it done. I want to talk to the one person that's in charge of three or four other people, so that he can make sure everything is done and I can hold him accountable for his team yeah I mean you you were talking about the screen room specifically 
and how, like in your shop, you wouldn't talk to the guy who didn't clean the screens. It would go to the person in charge of the screen production. Yeah, so really, like, you know, it's it's a manager or a supervisor's job to equip and teach an employee how to do his job properly. So if the employee is not doing the job properly, is it really the employee to blame? A lot of times he hasn't been properly educated on how to do his job, and that's really the supervisor's fault. Yeah, absolutely. The um, other thing I thought was fascinating was, like, the way you guys handle like merch for clients can you talk a little about like how you how you offer more than just screen printing at your shop and it's you're not kind of playing like the price game when you're selling t-shirts yeah so um there's a lot of different angles to speak to on this i guess uh (laughs) um for you know our company um we've actually started out just screen printing t-shirts but having a more broad understanding of the other, you know, components that people need to complete their merchandising. Um, so if it's a, you know, this could be a rock band on tour and not only do they sell t-shirts, but they sell posters and they sell, um, other little trinkets like guitar picks or something like that. Or it could be a, um, you know, maybe it's a new company that moved in down the street and they want every one of their employees to have a shirt and a hat and, you know, a pen and a notebook and all these things. So you want to provide like this full package for them and be able to handle all those products for them. Um, but where we really came out of is kind of the rock and roll industry where, or the music industry where we were, um, you know, several of us that work at printed threads were in rock bands and we knew what the livelihood of being in a rock band is and that's selling merchandise. And then, you know, when our bands got to a certain size where we're playing bigger venues, we stop selling our own merchandise. You show up to a venue, you give it to the person that runs the merchandising for that venue, they sell it, and then you collect at the end of the night. So that's something that was kind of always in my head is like, oh, maybe we should be the people doing that. So when we make a whole bunch of merchandise for a music festival, we'll also go to the music festival and we'll sell it for the event. And uh, that not only, um, you know, gives us another revenue source but it also enables us to be like in front of a bunch of people and communicating the message of printed threads to a bunch of other people so it's like a a marketing opportunity yeah marketing opportunity and just your clients need you more i mean it it gets you i mean it kind of like gets your hooks in in a way yeah uh, because you're offering so much more than like screen printing it's like worry free merch yeah, definitely. And so Who we actually, that to me? yeah, <laughs> really quick, quick, go daddy. Um, so we changed the name or changed the, uh, we used to say we were a screen printing company and then we said we were a screen printing and embroidery company. And now we say that we're a merchandising company. Huh. And so one place that we try to sit is kind of like in between a print shop and an ad agency. Right. So there is, you know, all these new restaurants coming in town, all these different companies coming in town and they go to a, an ad agency to get their branding and logo design, all that stuff done. And then the ad agency contracts that work to the screen printing shop. What if we can sit in the middle there and we can do both? Um, so we don't have to go through a middleman to get to the customer. We just go directly to the customer. 
so that's a you know just another big thought process I had that made us change from being a screen printing shop to a merchandising company. Yeah, and what I thought was so cool was that you guys are so different than kind of the world that I started in with shirt agency, where you're not really focused on online advertising, but you're more focused on like guerrilla marketing, um, or not even guerrilla marketing, but just classic marketing. Um, like, what are some of the cool giveaways you've been doing? Because you were talking about like playing cards and stuff. Yeah, so, you know, there's all kinds of chotch tchotchke stuff that you get when you go to a trade show or something like that stuff that you end up not ever using you end up throwing it in the trash as soon as you leave maybe you know you get it's funny at every trade show you know especially if you ever go to like an asi or a ppai trade show they try to hand you a bag full of stuff before you even walk into the trade show and i, I just don't want to carry anything with me so i decline but instead of having you know, products that you give to customers that they're going to throw away, give products to customers that like you think that they would enjoy. So, um, you know, I, we designed some playing cards that we had made so that, you know, people that like to play cards, it's easy to always have a deck of cards and, you know, in your car, like my wife always keeps a deck of cards in her purse. And so that's something that people actually use over and over and over. And whenever you use it over and over and over, they see your name over and over and over. So mm-hmm. it's it's effective marketing, right? And then we have a diff- bunch of different fun things. Like we made a bunch of those balsa wood airplanes uh, to give out. And, you know, those are fun to fly. And, of course, if you have, give them to your kids, they break in five seconds. But, you know, someone that might be uh, a designer or someone that just thinks little trinkets are cool like that, that's probably going to sit on their desk for a long time. Uh, we've, you know, done just normal, typical things like koozies, but we got koozies made that aren't your, you know, the cheap, uh, neoprene koozies that everybody uses now, but we got a bunch of the old school, like, uh, vinyl ones made, Oh, cool! Uh, you know, the ones yeah. that float in the lake. Um, and, you know, just try to do things that are a little bit more unique stuff, you know, think, think ahead, think of what our customer would like, uh, you know, and, everybody's customers are different right if you work for a bunch of sports teams maybe you have you know some something like sports bottles like a water water bottle or something like that to give out so you know we all have a unique niche and so it's just important that we make sure that whatever we're giving to our client is something that they will actually appreciate yeah it seems like a lot of the reason you guys grow is because you're in a world of like uh you know kind of like high volume printing um and price conscious printing it seems like you've gone in another direction of like high touch printing so you're contacting this customer and giving them a completely different level of customer service than they're going to get so you're not trying to compete with custom ink whatsoever you're trying to be this like merchandise agency that handles almost everything the client could possibly need you to handle um, which is obviously just not available on a website for $7.20 print. Yeah, so I think it's, you know, we're in this world where everybody's scared of Amazon. We're all scared of the internet. What is that going to do to us? And, and, you know, my response to that is let's create relationships with our customers that they don't want to sever. Um, you know, there's something really special about... Uh, going and seeing a factory and seeing how things are made and having people there that really care about it. Um, I, I did this thing a couple of years ago where I 
um, bought an RV and my family and I had traveled the United States in this RV. And one of the, my favorite things to do when we got to a new town was go tour a factory. So we <laughs> went and toured uh, up in uh, near Sacramento is the Jelly Belly factory. You oh, know? that's cool. And then in, um, in Vermont, we toured Ben and Jerry's. And uh, we toured the Hershey factory in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So we went to all these places. And, and there's something really special about like that human element and that human touch. And I think that if we can still reach our customer in that we're human way, um, you know, hopefully they'll still come to us. We are living in a world now that's like the millennials coming up don't really talk to each other anymore. Uh, they want to just click a couple buttons and make something happen. And like the less conversation, the better. And so that's probably something to be a little bit concerned about. But um, <laughs> for all of humanity, for all of humanity, <laughs> but, it goes beyond screen printing. Right. Um, but if we can still provide an excellent level of customer service where we can talk to people they can come to the shop. We can have real relationships. I think that will be, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. And I mean, you were saying even that your social media, speaking of people not talking to each other, your social media is <laughs> not aimed at like, it's not aimed at like a, an endless feed of just junk. Like you're trying to blatantly entertain a group so that even if they don't need the shirt, they're going to enjoy your social media just because it's well done. And then it may be a year and a half before they ever even think that they need t-shirts. Yeah. So we, our industry is really funny because, uh, what happens is every screen printing shop has an Instagram that is followed by hundreds of other screen printing shops. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I asked, I've asked questions a lot to other screen printers. Like who do you, who in screen printing do you think has the best Instagram? And they'll like tell me and I'll go look. And it's like stuff that like I think is cool and stuff that you think is cool, but it like stuff that our customers are like, what is that? Why am I looking at that? You know? And so for us, it's this like, we want to just show really cool, clean pictures, some funny pictures, some funny videos, stuff that really fits our personality. But that is something that like our just anyone would follow us and be like, Oh, that was funny. And not have to be someone that really gives a crap about t-shirts. So like if those random people are following our Instagram account, whenever they have a family reunion or something come up and someone's like, Hey, we need to get some t-shirts made. They know who to call. We're already at the top of their mind because we're in their Instagram feed every day or whatever. Yeah. Which is the best. That's the best advertising ever. If it's, popping up for free organically yeah so Joni what did you think about uh, some of the like ways to change the sales department or just the way to deal with customers I think providing more structure is definitely important and guidelines that's easily visible on the website would be excellent and a good idea especially since with more direction easier for customers to understand the process yeah i think a lot of what he was saying yesterday was that we basically haven't written anything down (laughs) like a lot of like what shirt agency is doing when we're doing it right we're not actually really following a formula we're like feeling things out and you guys seem to have pretty much everything documented right yeah document all of our processes you know and then 
you know, for two reasons. One, because we want to know like the best way to do it and how to write, write it down when we actually hit that magic moment. But like, um, and then we can hold our employees to that and say like, Hey, like, you know, this isn't going well and it's because you're not following the procedure. But then the next step of that is your employees aren't going to work for you forever. You know, you might have someone work for you for six months or a year and then they leave and they move on to something else and you have to replace them and you have a new hire come in you have to train them all over again. If you have all your processes documented, that becomes very easy. Um, if you don't, what happens is you know how to do things so well that you forget all the little things to teach them. Mm. And then when they screw up and you get upset, you look back and realize, Oh, I guess I never told you that. I just thought you should know. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we've definitely seen that, especially on the art side where you have people coming in and they tell you they're a graphic designer or they've done screen separations or something. And then you discover that they don't know how to like create an actual spot Pantone color. And it's not necessarily that they can't do it. It's that you're like surprised that they couldn't, which can totally mess up the relationship without spelling out like, here's the task. Yeah, it's really easy to get annoyed. Um, I think that that's like, you know, humans love being negative. It's just like, it's the easiest thing to do. You see it on a, whenever you look at a Yelp review of a restaurant, like one thing happened that was bad and then they write this terrible review of the restaurant which is just total bs you know but um it's easy for us to like have have someone working with us that we that does something wrong or does something in a way that we wouldn't do it and we get really annoyed and upset about it and then at the end of the day realize they were never given a really clear expectation of what we wanted done and so whose fault is it that we're mad right it's our own fault yeah yeah, it's, it's funny that whole transition from, like, punk rock to... Because there's something about screen printing where there's so much, like, personal freedom. I feel like screen printers, this industry, has a ton of people that do not care about what you look like. You can wear a t-shirt every day to work. You can wear shorts every day to work. You can, like, have your hair however you want it. Like, no one really cares about any of that. Um, but then... Yeah, like you're saying that ultimately sticking to that to the detriment of the company is kind of crazy. Um, and I think no one's trying to like force everyone to wear like a blue polo, but it is going to improve the lives of everyone working there if they just feel like they're working towards a goal together instead of like winging it. Yeah, and I think, you know, this you have to make a decision. I you know, five years ago or six years ago, I started taking some business leadership classes and someone in the class looked at me and said, what's your exit strategy? And, you know, at the yeah, time yeah. <laughs> I was 30 years old and I was thinking like, I don't, what do you mean exit strategy? That's crazy. You know, but, but what he really meant was like, where do you want your company to go? Like, do you want to be a 10 million or a $50 million screen printing company? Are you fine being a million dollars? Are you fine being $500,000? Like, those are all acceptable things to be. You just need to decide which one you want, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you just want to maintain being at $500,000 or a million dollars, like you can still be punk rock, but if you're going to grow beyond that, if you're going to have a larger um, amount of employees working for you, you have to have so much structure because you're, you're becoming vulnerable. You're opening yourself up to vulnerabilities and, 
you know, all it takes is one for one little thing to happen to ruin your business. It could be an employee suing you. It could be screwing up 5,000 shirts. You know, one little mistake can cost you your business. Yeah. Going on to like some other aspects of screen printing, I thought it was really interesting just because you're involved with SGIA. All the other parts of screen printing besides textiles. Did you kind of touch on like some of the stuff none of us are actually doing? Yeah. So uh, screen printing is all around us. And I, I think that, um, you know, we don't realize it because of the world we're in, but textiles is a really small part of the screen printing industry. Um, if you drive a car, for example, on your way home, look at your speedometer. You know, if you have white lines and, and red lines, on your speedometer, that was probably screen printed. Um, you know, they use emulsion to make the textures that are on your dashboard, or we have, um, you know, some of those park benches that feel a little bit rubbery that's actually made of plastisol ink. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then our, our phones, um, you know, inside of our phones, those circuit boards are actually screen printed. Um, it's, they're using a, um, what do you call it? a conductive ink on those circuit boards that is being screen printed in tiny, tiny, fine little lines and fine detail. It's really amazing. Um, and if you go to, if you go to something like an SGIA trade show, you just, you see a lot of that stuff happening are the machines. And it's kind of mesmerizing what all else, else is in our industry. I went to a conference a couple of weeks ago for the printed electronics industry and it was all screen printers there, but they screen print on circuit boards and, one of the really cool things that they presented was this last year at the Winter Olympics, uh, Ralph Lauren provided all the jackets to the to the Olympians and or to all of Team USA, and they had a like a heater inside of their jackets, and it was a screen printing company that came up with the technology to put a heater inside of those jackets, and so it's just kind That's of so mesmerizing crazy. what wow. our industry is doing. So there's a lot of things that could come into play with the collaboration of textiles and printed electronics. Yeah, I think the mashup of technology and screen printing is really amazing. And like what that could lead to in the future could be like really incredible looking. Um, so it's really loud. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be short. But yeah. I, think, I think that's it. We're good. That's a podcast, right? Okay. Anything else you got to say? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you had more. You're you're ready to go. I just yeah, I'm just gonna tell some jokes. Oh, okay, cool. go for it. Yeah. Let's hear Do a joke. Uh, my my uh, four year old is very funny, and he came up to me one day and said, "Hey, Daddy, what's that on your arm?" And I looked at my arm, looked all around my arm, didn't see anything on my arm, and I said, "I don't see anything on my arm." And he looks at me and goes, "It's your hand." Genius. <laughs> it's your. Uh, I like it. Did, how how did he laugh? before he, like the punchline or did he handle it i mean he was like kind of smiling he's always smiling you know it was hilarious yeah, he, <laughs> he is it was in the delivery he's definitely a little comedian it's, it's pretty awesome that's adorable cool. well thanks for listening everyone adios goodbye bye